G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. I think it really is a big thing about trust. For me it was, um, do I trust God to guide me, you know, into the unknown? Because I think a lot of the time in our lives we do try and plan things, but, you know, when you go off overseas and you don't know where you're going to live, what work you're going to do, you've only got so much money in the bank, you really need to trust God that He's going to direct your steps. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, I guess you could say that Nikki Jeffrey has got the bug for travelling. So much so that she's even written a book about it called Faith-Based Travels, a devotional guidebook for the faith-filled traveller. Today, Nikki will share the story behind what inspired her to write the book, and she'll also share some helpful tips for Christians who are travelling. Nikki's having a chat with Shelley Scullin. I love this concept, Nikki, of uh, having a devotional, especially for people that are out traveling. Going to talk to you about the devotional soon, but of course, I take it you are a keen traveler yourself. You're combining a few loves here in this book, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Shelley. Um, yeah, I guess as a child, I think, you know, I'd grown up on a sheep and wheat farm in the centre of New South Wales and, and I hadn't really had big ambitions to travel, but I'd always enjoyed watching those American programs, you know, like Saturday Disney, Saved by the Bell, The Wonder Years, those kind of TV shows. And yeah. I guess um, one of my sisters, I've got three sisters, so my sister Michelle and I, we used to get up each Saturday morning and go and lie down on the lounge and watch Saturday Disney. And I think it was way back then that was birthed in us, oh, wouldn't it be great to go to the USA sometime? And even though we were just on an isolated farm in New South Wales, we we still had, I think, big dreams and, um, yeah, wanted to maybe do something different to what other people did. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I guess we already had the dream when we were kids and then... Um, when we got older, we got the opportunity to travel. So uh, my sister had just finished university and I just finished three years of full-time teaching. I'm a primary school teacher. And, yeah, we were both single and we thought, okay, let's do it. This is the time for us to travel. So we went and got working holiday visas to Canada and mm-hmm. they were 12-month working holiday visas. You needed to get them before you turned 31. It's the once-only thing you could do. And, um, yeah, that's what we did. We we went off on a big adventure having never travelled overseas as adults. We'd only... I'd been overseas when I was a baby, so I don't think that really counts. No. <laughs> yeah, off we went on this grand adventure. Yeah, for a year as well, like locking yourself in. It's not like you were just gone for two and a half weeks kind of thing. You were uh, really in for a big adventure over the other side of the world. I take it um, you you then caught the travel bug as part of that? Yeah, I think um, especially my sister, she's actually done more traveling than I have now, but initially, um, yeah, we did that 12 months and and then when we'd come back home to Australia, it was only a few months later that I went to YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and um, decided to do a discipleship training school, which involved outreach 
in Australian Aboriginal communities, but also outreach in South Africa. So um, that was my next overseas trip, and then my sister has done a few trips since then as well. So it is something that becomes addictive, I think. It's just amazing when you can go, you know, leave normality, I guess, and have these amazing adventures and meet new people, go to new places and just experience God's creation. Yeah. And it really is only something that we're seeing so accessible in the last few decades. I mean, up until the 60s, 70s or thereabouts, it really wasn't anywhere near as accessible um, for people to be able to just jump on a plane and go overseas. It was only the rich and famous, really, that could do that kind of thing. It's only been in the last couple of decades that it really has opened up to basically anyone, you know, gap year students and anyone can just jump on a plane and go overseas it really is quite accessible so it's quite an exciting time we're living in isn't it yes and I think um you know people are doing things a different order around now a lot of people are getting married a bit later so a lot of people are traveling earlier and yeah I think it is just a shift in um our culture and and even I guess with women too like what women have been enabled to do in the last few decades and we can we can go and be independent and travel on our own if we want to. Mm, yes. I must admit, I personally have gone the other way, as you mentioned. Uh, I've... Uh, the only overseas country I've been to is New Zealand, and that's because I married a Kiwi. So <laughs> we're hoping to do the traveling thing the other end of having kids, but um, we managed to get a house deposit instead of the travels overseas. So that was the way that we did it. But um, there, there's so much richness to be found in going overseas and, and around Australia as well. Let's not forget the wonderful things we have to see in our beautiful nation. Mm, what do you reckon traveling actually teaches you as a person? Um, I think it really is a big thing about trust. For me, it was, um, do I trust God to guide me, you know, into the unknown? Because I think a lot of the time in our lives, we do try and plan things. But, you know, when you go off overseas and you don't know where you're going to live, what work you're going to do, you've only got so much money in the bank, you really need to trust God that he's going to direct your steps and... And yeah, I guess that's what I was doing initially when I started writing. I was just journaling on my adventure and just really seeing it as a time for God to um, shape my character and guide me and, and teach me how to trust him before I saw the answers to my prayers. Yeah, it really is a faith-building time when you're that far out of your comfort zone and you are that dependent on God for your daily bread, but particularly for yourself, a working holiday for 12 months. You're going to need God to uh, really come through for you as well. At what point did you get this idea to write a devotional for people who were traveling? Well, it's amazing how it worked out because initially I just was journaling on my trip and trying to piece together a book that would encourage people to stay close to God as they travelled. But initially I didn't write it as a devotional. It was more like a memoir. It was more like just my journey, my experiences. And, um, yeah, as it turned out, when I submitted it to publishers, I didn't get it accepted initially. And and it was actually Arcas Press, the Australian Christian publisher, that um, wrote back to me and said, oh, we like your idea. We would love it if you rewrote it as a devotional. They felt like that would be maybe more marketable and 
and maybe even more helpful to people in general. And, and so that's what happened. I actually reworked it all and then I decided to interview other travellers and get their stories into it and I decided to break it up into categories as well. And yeah, so it was actually, I guess, initially to get it published, but I ended up writing it as a devotional. But I think over that time, it also helped me to see that, you know, I'm writing to encourage people. I'm writing to real people and I need it to be something that's going to help them and be practical. And yeah, I think I, I just gained more of a heart for backpackers through this experience of writing and turning it into a devotional. You're listening to The Story. Today, Shelley Scowen is chatting with Nikki Jeffrey, author of the book Faith-Based Travels, a devotional guidebook for the faith-filled traveller. We'll hear more of Nikki's story and more of her tips for travellers when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Shelley Scowen chatting with Nikki Jeffrey, author of the book Faith-Based Travels, a devotional guidebook for the faith-filled traveller. Next, Nikki will share more of her story and more of her tips for travellers. Nikki, what needs have you seen in terms of spiritual needs for people who are travelling? Well, actually, one of the categories in my book is called Top 10 Tips for Travellers. So in there, I've got things like pray without ceasing, pack your Bible or download a Bible app to your device, listen to Christian music, stay accountable to other Christians. So um, there's a list of 10 things there that can help people but I think um, it can be hard when you're traveling to find a church you know and like you're saying if it's a short trip you may not even really think about it Um, I think that's why in the age we're living in now technology it is really good to stay accountable to Christian friends and family that you've got back home you can be emailing prayer points or you know just keeping in touch with people in that way Um, But also there's actually a new website that's just been created called therivercommunities.com and there are actually people now, there's probably at least about 30 of them now that are ranging from hostels to cafes to meditation spaces all over the world. There are people that are creating these communities so that when Christians travel or even when people who are just seeking a spiritual experience, when they travel they can go to these communities and and actually it's almost like a perfect church environment for a backpacker or or even just um, a spiritual seeker. It's a perfect environment for them to come into and have accountability and spiritual help as well. Yeah, it's really so important for people to not forget about God on their holidays, whether it be you know a weekend or a much longer trip. I guess, yeah, you mentioned about accountability. I'm sure there'd be a lot of temptations too for people when they go on holidays, depending on where they're going. But um, I'm sure there'd be a lot of things that people would face that they need to be reminded of, you know, their own spiritual grounding. 
Yeah, that's right. Because I think to myself of when I went to university and I'd grown up in a Christian home and, and I felt like when I went to university, I could be anyone I wanted to be. I could create a new me. I could choose to walk away from God for a time if I wanted to. And and I think it's a little bit the same when you're traveling because nobody actually knows your background. They don't know if you're a Christian unless you decide to share it with them. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it is a real challenge. And, and I think, too, I even record in, in my book that I did meet a couple of Christians along the way who had, you know, packed a Bible but never read it and had started to get right into that party scene and, you know, um, yeah, I guess just doing things that maybe they wouldn't have done if they were back in their old environment where people knew them as a Christian and, and maybe expected certain behaviours from them. And But um, one of the things I write in my book too is that God is not taking you on a journey around the earth so you can fall in love with the world and seek its pleasures. Instead, he wants you to fall in love with him, the creator of the universe. Mm. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about traveling is that you get that appreciation for God throughout all of it. A lot of the time when you're traveling, you're looking to see all the natural wonders. Um, and there is that real opportunity to just worship God for creating all these wonderful things for us to enjoy. Yeah, and I think I write in the book and other people have expressed too that often we do feel closer to God when we're in nature and yeah. and I love taking prayer walks where I'm just walking somewhere beautiful, whether it's over around the beach or whether it's crunching leaves under my feet in the fall in Canada and um, yeah, just all these different locations where God is everywhere and, and He has made everything and sometimes there is that closer connection to him when you get out in his creation. Yeah. Yeah, there is so much that our spiritual life can actually gain from getting out and traveling, uh, whether it be, you know, one of those staycations or around your own home even uh, or further afield, so just to get out into nature and appreciate God and uh, the beauty that he has created for us. Nikki, it really is a great book where you're just super practical when it comes down to the things that people who are traveling are facing uh, in terms of their prayer walk, in terms of temptations, in terms of just lo- whatever's going on you know, in their life. You've got something that's really quite relevant for them. Tell us about uh, what some of the topics actually are of this devotional. Okay, so initially at the beginning, I get people to quiz themselves, what kind of traveller are you? And I identify six different kinds of traveller, so adventure, experience, language, working holiday, vagrant, and missionary. So there are six general categories of travellers. So at the back of the book, I've got five devotions for each of those specific types of traveller. Then initially in the book at the beginning... I have a planning your trip section. So I've split the book up into five devotions for each topic. So the first one is planning your trip. Then I've got prayer, praise power, spiritual journey, the living word of God, accountability, evangelism, God's guidance, loneliness, fellowship, and re-entry. Re-entry. That's an interesting one. I guess the culture shock of coming home. Yeah, I guess um, that was something, I think that actual term re-entry comes from YWAM. So if anyone's done 
a discipleship training school with YWAM, they'll probably know what I mean. Because when you come back from your mission trip, you really need to debrief and you need to talk about how you're going to re-enter your next environment, whether you're going home or whether you're going to move somewhere new. And you've come back from this amazing experience and it's been very different to what home life might be like and and even the nine-to-five routine you might be in or you might even be in transition where you've gone off on your gap year and then you're coming back and you might be going to study or you might be going to work and yeah, I think um, I really enjoyed interviewing people actually to, to give their tips on how to re-enter their environment and um, yeah, actually I forgot to say at the end of each section I have travel tips so I've got all different travellers that I interviewed from all different countries all over the world giving quick little tips on that particular topic and I guess um, what helped them when they came home and, and what they might have had to change in their attitude and, you know, realising that life has moved on for everyone. You might think that you're the only one that's been doing anything, but, you know, life moves on and I'd come back from overseas and I had a friend that was announcing her pregnancy and, and another friend getting engaged and, and um, yeah, life had moved on in a different way for my friends to what it had moved on for me. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, unexpected things, I guess, that the traveller has to uh, combat in terms of uh, when they get home. So I'm thinking this would make a great gift for gap year students. Yes, I had that in my mind too. I think when I wrote it, I realised that I was writing it for young people, probably in their late teens, 20s, 30s, people who are travelling, mostly people who probably haven't had kids yet and are off on a big adventure and um, yeah I guess that was my target audience and I would hope that it can help people when they're going off on this big adventure to stay close to God and you know have an amazing spiritual adventure that they're going to carry with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah yeah I really love that it's a way to invest in yourself uh, over that holiday time as well. How many devotionals are there in there? Like how how long can your holiday be before you run out of devotionals? I think now with the total is 85 devotions. Initially I had 90, but I ended up cutting out five of them because they were on the church's perspective and they were only on five specific churches in Australia. And I thought what might be better is to just cut those out and have instead the rivercommunities.com that I was talking about and because there are going to be amazing places for people to go, there's going to be much more than five churches for people. Yeah. There's going to be all the river communities. So, um, yeah, it's now 85 devotions. All right. Well, let's be honest. You, uh, I'd say most travellers aren't going to be reading every single day. I think most of us, when there's a devotional, there's occasionally times that you've got to do that catch-up one because you were just too tired to do it the day before or you lost your book or whatever happened. So uh, it'll last you probably, yeah, close to three months worth anyway, and then you can go back to the beginning if you're having a longer holiday. Faith-Based Travels, a devotional guidebook for the faith-filled traveller. Oh, I don't know how many of us listening now are already starting to plan our next holiday as a result of listening to this conversation. 
<laughs> where are we going to tick off in the world next or maybe somewhere around Australia? Uh, it's certainly one of those things. Once you've travelled, you often get that travel bug and you just want to go. But uh, let's not leave God behind in our travels. Thanks so much for having a chat with us today, Nikki. It's been great. Thanks, Shelley. That was Shelley Scowen chatting with Nikki Jeffrey, author of the book Faith-Based Travels, a devotional guidebook for the faith-filled traveller. For more information about Nikki and her book, you can visit her website, nikkijeffrey.com. That's nikkijeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y. Com. Also, the other interesting website she mentioned for Christian travellers is called therivercommunities.com. That's therivercommunities.com. It's designed for both Christian travellers and for those seeking spiritual truth, so you can share it with your friends who are seeking as well. Finally, as Nikki and Shelley have shared, the most important thing is not to leave God behind when you're travelling, but to take time to spend with Him and to appreciate His wonderful creation. Well, thanks for joining us for Nikki's story and tips. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. To be honest, the first few years of playing Christian music full-time, I was grateful for the opportunity, but at the same time, all my friends were enjoying university lifestyle, that I'd be off playing a youth group somewhere in the middle of Australia, you know. And I think... Really, the turning point for me, when I was about 22 years old, my best friend was killed in a car accident, mm. and suddenly I realised that I'd been given this opportunity to share something about an eternal truth, and that that actually mattered. Nathan Tasker is a husband, dad, and an Australian Christian singer-songwriter who's been based in Nashville for over 10 years. We'll hear his story next time. The Story. The story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.